The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, at this point, all you can do is laugh. It's just really funny to go from one extreme to the other. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Jason Lockenfora with his lessons learned after Sunday of week 14. But first, great googly moogly. The Chiefs are losing their minds. The Bills beat the Chiefs 20 to 17. They are still alive somehow, Buffalo is, in the AFC wildcard picture. Meanwhile, Kansas City has lost four of their last six games. And guess what, folks? They have just a one-game lead in the AFC West over those Denver Broncos. Broncos, by the way, 10-1 to to win the division if you're interested in that. But the call in the spotlight, the one play everybody's talking about, Kadarius Toney lining up in the neutral zone. And suffice to say, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are perturbed. You know, it was, a, it was a heck of a football game down to the end. Um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did. And um, normally I'll get, um, you know, I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. I mean, obviously tough to swallow. I mean, mm. not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, and who knows if we win. As I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, I mean they're human men. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something, and all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did, and it was a great football game that ended – Another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. Joe, you seem really heartbroken that greatness got taken away. Cry, baby, cry. Oh, that's too bad. 
He didn't say anything about last week's penalty. What what a nice man. Shut up, all of them. Acting like children. You've lost four of six. Look in the damn mirror. You want to get mad at somebody? Get mad at your teammate. One of the same teammates you've had that have been dropping passes all damn year, and that was a problem again yesterday. Let's not talk about the fact that you put up 17 points against a god-awful defense missing their best players. I mean, come on. Everybody else is lighting, lighting the scoreboard up against the Bills. But this team is flawed. They have a lot of issues, and they're still here. They've now lost four of six, and they're sitting there crying at referees. That's what losers do. Chiefs are a bunch of losers right now, man. I'm, I, honestly, that, that's what the, I, I talk to children about that. You don't cry about officials. You don't blame referees or umpires. And that's what they are. They're so flustered. They don't know what to do. They're used to getting every call. Bottom line, was Tony offsides? Yes, he was offsides by a damn country mile, and it wasn't even close. What are you arguing? And at that point, they hadn't even seen the tape, uh, the film. Like, they just talking to each other. Yeah, they're out to screw us. They're out to screw us. No, you're screwing yourselves. Shut up. I hope they lose every damn game the rest of the year. Get out of here. You know, they're still going to be in the playoffs. Fine, you'll have your opportunity. Guess what, Patrick? You're going to have to do it on the road this time. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, first time for that. Well, the other thing is, let's speaking of looking in the mirror, Pat Mahomes, I kind of like this version of Pat Mahomes throwing tantrums, though. Like, I was here for it. I watched the video multiple <laughs> times, was laughing. He had an interception. That could have been a really good drive yeah. for the Chiefs. Look here. in the mirror. You're part of the problem, too. They had penalties. It didn't all just come down to that. There are other things that could have helped them win this game. So stop complaining. Shut up. Also take a look at yourself. It's not everyone else's fault. But listen, I do like the throwing of the helmet and the little tantrum. I, I thought it was funny. It, it is a little different uh, for Mahomes to be doing those kinds of things. You know, like, you know, we expect him to be, the, you know, nice, cool, calm, collected guy. Like, tons of fun, very charismatic. Everything in all those commercials we see between he and Andy Reid seem like fun people to be around. Instead, all of this frustration and anger that they should be having within themselves is being directed elsewhere. And that's just a sign of a lack of you know, self-discipline, all those things that we talk about in terms of, you know, how to be classy and how to maintain composure when adversity is striking. And they're just not doing it right now. And to me, I found it not at all surprising that it was Kadarius Tony in the center of this controversy, just because <laughs> he's been at the center of lots of problems involving the Kansas City Chiefs. It's funny, mm -hmm. the Chiefs make this trade last year with the Giants. They win a Super Bowl and New York won the trade. That's how bad things have been there. I don't know what else you're supposed to say about, you know, the Chiefs completely falling apart, except to say, look, somehow the Bills are still very much alive in this AFC wildcard picture. And yes, the Chiefs let them in there. Like, it wasn't this overwhelmingly impressive outing by Josh Allen and company. Now, they did do a few mm -hmm. things differently that were super impressive. But, Joe, you're absolutely right. Like, this was a problem that you know, has been manifesting itself for quite some time now. Now you're taking on Buffalo, which was a much more winnable game than I thought it was going to be coming in. And yet one problem after another has exposed the Chiefs. And now we are looking at the Bills very differently. We're looking at the Chiefs very differently. And to an extent, we're looking at the Broncos very differently because Denver's quietly taking care of their business. And I would not be surprised, you know, given the schedules the rest of the way, 
if Denver really makes a run at this division title. I, I did add a little bit more bills because I just can't quit them. And then I saw that even on the make the playoff <laughs> odds, it was moving before the game. Like when we talked about it earlier in the week, it was plus 375, wow. plus 400. That was plus 300 before uh, all the games kicked off yesterday. So people were betting on the Bills. The Super Bowl numbers were coming down a little bit. And then the market was right. This thing closed one, one and a half. Good on the Bills. This is a game they've had circled forever, and they deserve just as much attention. I mean, Josh Allen, he's, he's awesome, man. He, he's just terrific. He finds ways to, to get it done, and people love to pile it up. See, there's the interception oh, from Josh Allen. Nobody's talking about how he's second in touchdowns in the NFL. They kind of leave that out conveniently. Like, mm-hmm. he's an awesome player, and there are so many teams that would love to have him. Don't let him in, man. Don't let him in. Now, it's going to be very difficult. I know we'll break this down, but there are so many teams that are sitting at seven and six, and the Bills are on the wrong side of a lot of tiebreakers. But if they sneak mm. in, they can take anyone down. All they've got to do is get in. And and watch out. Then the entire picture of the wild cards looks different. It looks a lot tougher when you've got a Buffalo team coming in. And what they proved yesterday, going to Arrowhead and winning, that means they can go anywhere and win. Also, the resiliency. I mean, we were talking about the McDermott stuff, and would that be a distraction? We we're like, these guys have known about this stuff for a while. It's probably not they a big said deal. It. Only, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a big deal at all. So they already know. They're already used to whatever's going on behind closed doors. And I like that. I think it shows grittiness that this story comes out. They win this game. Uh, James Cook has one of his best games as well. Mm-hmm. So. Good on the Bills. Yeah, Cook, uh, five catches, 83 yards, a touchdown, perfect passer rating when targeted. Uh, We're seeing a different Bills offense, a leaner, meaner, more efficient one, especially uh, utilizing those tight ends a little bit more. They didn't necessarily have fantastic outings, but they're starting Mm -hmm. to run the offense that they want to run. I believe Next Gen Stats said Bills used shifter motion on a season-high 74% of plays, gaining five and a half yards per play when in motion. Joe Brady finally puts his fingerprints on this offense. Things are starting to come together a little bit more. Yeah, they only scored 20, Mm -hmm. but just aesthetically, they were a lot more fun to watch. And now the Bills look a good bit more frightening, and definitely they should be taken seriously as far as getting a spot in the AFC wildcard spot. Joe, you alluded to other AFC teams that could make it. We'll get to that in just a bit. But uh, how about we move on to Sunday night here? Because uh, in a game where we thought things would get mighty, mighty exciting and really dramatic as far as if the Eagles really can put away the NFC East, Instead, the Cowboys dominate this one, 33-13. Dak Prescott, now the favorite to win most valuable player. Joe, what do you make of this incredible run by the Cowboys, especially over these last few weeks? Yeah, it's still really close with Dak and Purdy, and I – Maybe a little surprising to some that Dak jumped ahead with Purdy's awesome performance, but Dak did it in a tougher spot, a tougher divisional matchup, um, you know, against a team that is viewed as one of the best. Are they back to back blowouts now on the wrong end? And everybody was talking about when they were sitting there at 10 and 1. Man, things are really bouncing the Eagles' way. It looks like they're really lucky. Are they really that good in the first half of the season? They didn't have any tough opponents. Well, let's see what they're made of. And then they did get a win at Kansas City. 
how tough is that now? It doesn't look as tough as it did probably a couple of weeks <laughs> ago. And they were able to take out Buffalo in overtime. So that was another lucky one, a coin flip that could have gone either way. And then we've seen what's happened over the last two weeks. I felt like last week it was a lot of, okay, we're, we're starting to figure out the Eagles, but, but we're still not sure. Were they lucky? Is the San Francisco loss closer to what they truly are or what? And I think that yesterday really put a stamp on, hey, you know what? Against these top-tier teams, Philadelphia is not quite there. They've got a lot of issues going on. And uh, and we saw that last night, 33-13. to 13, uh, Dallas scored touchdowns in the red zone, all three opportunities. Man, I got to tell you, Aubrey is awesome. <laughs> like, that dude <laughs> is automatic, man. Two 59-yard-plus field goals for the Cowboys. Like, you, you just get somewhat close. First time it's ever happened. He's, he hasn't missed a field goal this season yet. And the Eagles got into the red zone once last night. And actually, the final score, not indicative of that game because uh, that touchdown there was a fumble return for Jalen Carter. So, uh, yeah, the Eagles, things are looking bad. And, uh We'll see. They're going to have to take care of business the last few weeks, but uh, don't know if they're going to be uh, getting that one. Yeah, it seems like teams are figuring out the Eagles. I am worried about them because they've got the Seahawks in a very soft schedule, the remaining um, part of this season. But it's like, okay, remember who they are playing when they enter the playoffs because I don't know if they'll Mm -hmm. be battle-tested enough, and it could be an early (laughs) exit for them. So I am concerned also our guy DeAndre Swift. What happened to him? He was Dude, phenomenal to start the season. The guy's falling off a cliff. Jalen Carter looked like the best person on the field for Philly. Yeah, Jalen Carter certainly did. Defensive rookie of the year odds have shortened to minus 600 as far as that's concerned. So that race might very well be over, especially given Will Anderson being unable to record a sack. The only other contender I thought as far as that honor was concerned. Uh, But Nick Sirianni, uh, Eagles head coach, did talk about the adversity that his team is facing. So let's listen to that. And now we're going through some adversity. And so... Uh, adversity can do a couple things to you. It can it can uh, break you or it can it can make you way better. And uh, I know that everybody that's in that locker room has been through in their lives and um, has made it to this point. They've made it to this point because of the they've been through. And so that adversity has made a lot of us in that in that locker room where we are today. And we got to remember that we got to internalize that, and we got to you know make sure that the adversity that we're facing right now, we we are we're able to uh, to get through and uh, make sure we get better from it. So I don't want to be a prisoner of recency bias, but yes, the Cowboys looked much much better Sunday night. The problem is though. Cowboys have a much tougher road the rest of the way. Three of four Mm -hmm. games on the road, all of them outdoors. Two of them against Buffalo and Miami. Are you buying into the Cowboys being great and handling any opponent, no matter what? Or is this something where the Eagles, because of scheduling, can still win this division comfortably? Uh, I don't think that's an either-or situation. Like, yeah, the Cowboys are a lot better than people were giving them credit for. And now we're seeing them taking down top teams. Like, that was it before. Like, okay, they can beat up on the patsies of the league, but... 
What about now? Well, I, I thought there was going to be a much bigger jump, but now these teams are next to each other in the Super Bowl odds. Now, like you're going to have to check from site to site. Basically, look how bunched up this is. From two through six, yeah, two through six, it's Ravens plus 650, Dolphins plus 700, Chiefs plus 750, Eagles plus 750, Cowboys plus 800. It's like, okay, yes, the Niners much better than everybody else right now, but two through six, it's like they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, a handful of money line dogs got the upset on Sunday. We'll talk about which ones impressed us the most, and we got to get to the Lions stuff, don't we? That's right mm-hmm. here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Man, I'm not in panic mode. I'm not losing confidence. I'm not. Man, we're good. We got four to go here, and uh, all we got to do is get our discipline back um, and continue to fight like we fight. And, look, it wasn't our day-to-day, man. We didn't handle it. And, um, you know, when you when you do that to yourself against a good team, that's, that's what happens, and this is a good team. So um, we'll clean it up and... And move on. That's 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 what competitors do. That's what good teams do. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. <laughs> uh, Dan Campbell just said the Chicago Bears are a good football team. Uh, let's put that uh, in big, you know, twenty-four point font here uh, before we talk about anything else. Anyway, welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. The uh, Detroit Lions lose the to the Chicago Bears. Bears, one of a handful of money line dogs to win outright. So, Joe, when it comes to how to view the Bears going forward and discounting the Lions, what are your big takeaways? Oh, I don't think the Bears are, are bad anymore. They, they've been playing great ball for a long period of time. They are not the team that we saw in the first half of the season, and that's why I was all over the Bears, and, you know, we do the work for you. I'm trying to convince you guys all week. You're like, no, the Lions, the Lions, the Lions. Told you Bears were going to win that game. Everything was set up for them to win that game. Man, uh, Sharps are all over them lately, too. Like, they're playing some strong ball. And the defense, ever since Eberflus took over, is great. They're awesome against the run. In those conditions, we knew that they were going to try and run the ball. The Bears were not going to allow that. I mean, that's pathetic. For, for this offense that people just look at and like, oh, they're elite, they're elite. 267 yards yesterday. And the conditions were not as bad as people expected. But we did get golf outside. And that's always part of the handicap. I can't wait to go against this Lions team in the playoffs. It's going to be awesome. People are going to get fooled again, saying, oh, see, they're good. They're legitimate. They'll go over the win total probably next week because they're going to play inside in the last month. And then eventually they're going to get outside and you're going to see what they are. This defense is pathetic. Like, they made Justin Fields look so good once again, and he always searches them. They made him look so good that people are having the conversation, oh, maybe we shouldn't draft a quarterback. Maybe Fields is the real deal. Well, let's reconvene after next week, after they play the Browns defense and see if you feel the same way. 
But the Lions, their defense is terrible. You got to trust Goff. Okay, have fun doing that. I mean, the Bears should have swept them this year. They were very close to sweeping them this season. And, you know, I, I my point on the Bears is they're much closer to an average team than a bad team. And they're live to mit, to win most weeks because they, they have a bit of a formula. I mean, fourth and 13, touchdown strike to DJ Moore. You guys can't stay on side. I, I know it's become a bit, but I'm dead serious with the line stuff. What, what impresses you about this team? Since week seven, they have been a bottom three. I repeat, a bottom three defense in this league, and it continued yesterday. This pathetic Bears offense for much of the year scored 28 on you. Yeah, and he said it just wasn't our day. Uh, mm. I'm sorry, Dan Campbell. <laughs> it hasn't been your month at least, okay? Couple like months. He just seemed like he wasn't taking it serious enough. Like, no big deal, wasn't our day. What? Have you seen the last, like, four games? Look at some film, buddy. You got to get these guys biting kneecaps again. And they have struggled defensively against mobile quarterbacks. It's been a big issue for them. They've got to figure out a lot of things. And I didn't think there was, like, enough sense of urgency in Dan Campbell's voice there, Ed. What's biting kneecaps, by the way? What is that one? I don't know. Exactly? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I what he needs to do is he needs to yeah. figure what the hell he's doing in, in the game management because he they oh, had yes. four fourth down failures. Like mm-hmm. they legitimately mm-hmm. had seven turnovers if you want to include that yesterday, and he just keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going in really bad spots. Like I guess he wasn't respecting yeah. the Bears defense like he was saying he did in the post game presser, and he needs to. Well, the Bears defensively, all they were really doing was putting a safety on Amon Ross St. Brown, and it was working, right? Like yeah. when Eddie Jackson was the nearest defender, two targets, no catches. Jaquan Brisker, three targets, no catches. Split safety shells were killing Jared Goff. Eight of 13, 64 yards and an interception with a passer rating of 42. This isn't yep. okay if you're the Lions, not by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about Detroit as being one of the top teams in the NFC and really debating if they could be the one seed. Now we're like, okay, they could lose in the wild card round uh, given just the right matchup. They go outdoors. Jerry Goff, you have no faith in him whatsoever. There has been an obvious ceiling to Jared Goff and this offense for quite some time. And now the Mm -hmm. Chicago Bears, the Bears, have given the league a blueprint for how to contain Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and company? That's insane to me. I don't care, like, this idea, okay, yeah, the Bears are playing better football. Absolutely they are. But they should not be giving everyone a blueprint for how to slow down the Lions' offense. That is nuts to me. And by the way, on the other side of the ball, I I keep going back to that. You know, look at these offenses that have been torching them. We mentioned the Bears twice. What did the Saints score, 28 last week? Saints, Mm -hmm. 28. You know, Green Bay, um, the Chargers, they scored six last week, and then yesterday was a whole mess we'll get into. They scored 38 on them. These these are – okay, Ravens, I'll give you. Like, okay. Yeah, I'll give you a mulligan on that. Like, that's the Ravens. That's an elite team. That's what a Super Bowl contender. But the rest of it, like, these are not high-flying high offenses that, that are scaring teams. 
Mm-hmm. And now they have the Broncos and Russell Wilson can be somewhat of a mobile quarterback still. And they've been struggling with mobile quarterbacks. So I'd be worried about that. And you don't have much time <laughs> to fix this. Oh, Dallas and is going to exactly... them in week 17. Dallas is going to destroy yeah. them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and Aaron, that, that's just going back to the point of, okay, the Broncos. They're very much alive in the games. Like they're getting the Lions, and oh, yeah. Denver's got a fantastic argument to win that game outright. And now all of a sudden, like all these trends we're discussing in terms of the Lions falling apart, the Broncos being legit contenders. I mean, yeah, all of these things are starting to come together, and something has to change for the Lions uh, on a variety of fronts. Like you know, even Dan Campbell, we were talking about him as being coach of the year. I would discount that a little bit right now. Starting to feel like things oh, yeah. are falling apart. Meanwhile, some of the other contenders we have been discussing, you know, probably Mike McDaniel, Dolphins are going to play uh, tonight on Monday night. Like, we love him now, right? Like, I get that it's mm-hmm. that there's a lot of adversity throughout the course of a season, but what is making you believe in the Lions to where Dan Campbell can put all of this together and keep the ship afloat? Like, I don't really see it at this point. Uh-uh. I don't believe in them at all. So, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with Green Bay. Maybe we're going to have a different conversation when it comes to the division, but I still expect them to win the division. Like I mentioned, sure. they're going to be in an advantageous spot. You know, there's a there's a loss or two in there, but they'll probably be good enough to win the division. So they're going to be what? Most likely the three seed in the NFC. Mm-hmm. They, they'll, they'll be at home. As long as they win this division, obviously, that's going to be their big goal moving forward. Let's just make sure we wrap up the uh, the North here. But I don't know. What if it is? Which team would it be right now? It could be a divisional matchup. Mm-hmm. It could be the Vikings yep. and Lions. How well do the Vikings <laughs> look, know them? And how improved is that Vikings defense? I know offensively they have issues. But I, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to trust that Lions offense going up against the Vikings for a third time in a season that has been getting better and better as the seasons moved along. Exactly. Couldn't agree more there. How about we move on now? Uh, in a year of unders, we got some massive unders, uh, historic unders oh, uh, happening on Sunday. Texans, Jets, Vikings, Raiders. First time that we had two games where both teams were scoreless in a first half since October 30th of 1980, 35 years ago, we had two games that were scoreless uh, at halftime. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the Jets, the Jets, one of those money line dogs we're talking about, they went outright over the Houston Texans. Zach Wilson looked outstanding. Is this real Zach Wilson or did somebody pretend to be Zach Wilson? That's that question. And then, of course, with the Vikings Raiders, uh, Josh Dobbs benched. Oh, and somehow oh, the Vikings oh. still win this thing three nothing. Uh, biggest takeaway from these scoreless halftime games, Joe. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, uh, on the Jets one, not only was it scoreless at halftime, but the overhit in the game, that is an awful beat. I don't play many totals. Mm-hmm. I was not on it. But, man, I feel for people that, oh, I'm sitting pretty. Kick your feet up. We've got an under, and the game is scoreless. We're going into the third quarter, and then the over ends up hitting. Uh, for that one, yes, the good version of Zach Wilson decided to show up but I'm not going to just recalibrate all my thoughts on the New York Jets. No, 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 no. With all of the injuries going on, C.J. Stroud obviously exits the game with an injury. That one may be a killer, Ed. Oh, I wanted to cry right then and there. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. Um, No, Tank Dell. Wade's head hit the turf, too. Like, that was scary. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm like, him, too? Jeez. It's like half the league with Mm -hmm. backups. Uh. So no Dell, no Schultz. We knew about that. And then Nico Collins got hurt in this game too. There's no weapons offensively for the Texans. So I guess it's not a big surprise. We we were saying, like, this is the first time this year that Stroud is going to face a good defense. And what happened? Their offense had 135 yards. 135 for the Texans. So we'll see if we can get things together. And then, you know, Minnesota, Las Vegas. Oh, what, what a nightmare. Hey, we were going over like maybe it's not going to be Dobbs, but O'Connell comes out and says it is Dobbs, but it wasn't Dobbs for the entire game up in Minnesota. They're saying, do we stick with Nick Mullins? He had that game winning drive for the field goal or do we uh, go to Jaron Hall? Like Dobbs is removed from the conversation. So I, I don't I don't see any way that he's going to be starting next week. 
Yeah, and speaking of removed from the conversation, Kevin O'Connell stalked down on that guy. I mean, I had talked about <laughs> him coach of the year like a month ago, it seems like now, and I'm not high on him at all. Just, I don't even think we need to talk about that disgusting Vikings Raiders game much. But as for the so Jets, bad. though, I mean, so bad. what? So you needed a two-game benching to get your pep in your step again, Zach Wilson? Like, where was this play before? Who is this guy? And how long can this continue? I don't know if I believe in life in the Jets, but um, Zach Wilson is <laughs> impressive. <laughs> how can you not believe in the jets what, what's what would make you think in your right mind that zach wilson isn't the next coming i, I it is uh, it is incredible i'll say this though i mean that second half at least told me one thing zach wilson will make a fantastic clipboard holder for another team he will be very very good at that that i am uh there are certain quarterbacks who, yeah, they don't look very good out there, but then you're like, ah, but if they're a backup in a really good system, maybe they serve some purpose. They could stick around the league for a few years. And that's what I thought when I was watching Zach Wilson. Like, what was it? 18 of 21 for 209, two touchdowns, no picks in the second half. Like, I look at that and yeah. go, yeah, like you, you have them, you know, in relief work in some key spots for a better football team with an actually competent offensive staff. Yeah, Zach Wilson may be fine. Like, I, I think he, he still has something in the tank as far as that's concerned. By the way, I read this. Jets are operating with their 10th different offensive line combination in the last 13 games. You talk about things that are not sustainable. It's that right there. I know we've talked about the Jets' offensive line being bad, but the fact that they've been mixing and matching so much, maybe it worked in this one outing, but that does not mean that it's going to be fixed forever. Absolutely, it's still okay to fade the Jets going forward. That's no big deal. Um, but real quickly, when it comes to the Texans, I don't know how you guys feel, but you know, as we were talking about with that uh, concussion that looked really, really bad for Stroud, Sure feels like he's not going to be out there next week. And that's yeah, against the Titans. Yeah. So maybe the Texans can get away with uh, Davis Mills there. But that felt bad to me personally in terms of his chances going forward for next week. And then if Stroud does come back the following week, they're getting the Cleveland Browns. Like this could get bad for Houston mm -hmm. very quickly, Joe. Yes, all of a sudden. I don't think a lot of people saw that. I know some people that use the Texans in Survivor because options were limited. Oh, that was, you know, every time just, I didn't bet the game at all, but just, I was very concerned for people that were taking them in survivor. Cause that line kept dropping, ended up closing at three, all the sharp sharps did very well yesterday. I know they were all over the bears. They were all over the jets at a bigger number. They were on the bills too. Very good day for them. Uh, listening to these quarterbacks we're talking about, like with Stroud out, it would be Davis Mills. We get that experience again. We're talking about a good game from Zach Wilson uh, with Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs. I don't think I can bet on Aiden O'Connell this year. Shut out yesterday at home. Like, I don't, I don't even care. And that, and that point spread was three. Like, I, I was considering taking Vegas as a dog. It wouldn't have mattered because it ended up pushing, but man, indoors nobody got a touchdown in that game that was terrible to watch it, with with a team that could make the playoffs like that's the thing yeah the vikings could very well get a spot and then that happens against the Raiders. and justin yeah. jefferson gets that's hurt oh terrible right chest injury has to go to the hospital it was precautionary but still like that stinks on so many fronts
This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, it's BetQL Court right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Make a bad bet? You can't handle the truth! 
take a bad beat. I, I plead the fifth. Or just something you want to get off your chest. Sir, you're out of order. I don't I show you out of order. BetQL Court is now in session on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. The docket is long, and I think it's only getting longer uh, after this weekend. Oye, oye, BetQL Court is now in session. The Honorable Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth presiding. So, Aaron, I know uh, you and I, uh, or maybe you mentioned this in the group chat, I can't remember where, but uh, you were uh, complaining about uh, a little flight you had uh, over the weekend, and someone uh, was being a little difficult on the plane. And look, it's the holiday season, so all of us will be traveling a good bit. So this is really important as far as uh, how to de-stress while we're trying to get to our loved ones for the holiday season. So who are you taking to court? Yes. Well, farting on planes has been a narrative on this show, something that nobody (laughs) likes. So I went to West Palm Beach just to get away thinking, oh, it's a close flight. I don't really want to fly all the way to California and deal with all these crazy people flying for the holidays. So I just decided to go visit some friends in West Palm. On the way there, there was someone farting again, like every five minutes. I thought my daughter might have pooped. So I take her to the bathroom to check and I'm like, all right, someone's farting then because this is ridiculous. But that is Did you not hear my it? Complaint. Or it was just smell. I didn't. I just smelled it and then I thought someone farted. I didn't think too much of it. And then I was like, wait a second, I smell it again. Like, what if it's my daughter? Like that I'm the one inconveniencing everybody. Mm. And it wasn't her. So Anyways, that wasn't that big of a deal. People fart on planes. I, I seem to get this uh, every time I fly now, it seems. Yesterday, <laughs> I'm flying back. I'm already agitated because we get to the airport early, and then my flight's like two hours delayed. So my daughter's getting antsy, and I'm just about to lose my cool. I'm just mm-hmm. like, if if I was like didn't have a kid... I'd post up at a bar, get some drinks, watch some football, but I got to chase around a two-year-old and my life is miserable. We get on the plane and, you know, we're getting served our drinks. So I've got like drinks and snacks. I'm trying to get her settled and occupied so she doesn't like touch the flight attendant button and drive me crazy. And the guy in front of me is turning around and he's talking to me. And I'm like, I have no clue what he's saying. Then he's like, my ring. I lost my ring. And I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? I got like crap. I got the drinks. So then he's like making a big commotion, trying to find a stupid wedding ring on the floor and he knocks my daughter's drink all over her oh no wow then she's like mommy water water i'm like she's soaking wet i'm just like want to choke this guy out like you had to find this dang ring you couldn't have waited till we finished our drinks like it had to happen right now so then I take her pants off. She just has like a diaper on and I'm holding it up to like the vents up, you know, where the air blows out thinking like I got to cold dry air. Pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like going like this. I'm like, this is the worst right now. And I'm like, I just want to get home. Like I never should have traveled basically moral of the story. I probably should put myself <laughs> in jail for traveling again, but <laughs> It was a good trip. Just uh, the flight home was not. Was anyone next to you? 
or were, did you have no your own it was just two um two seats so that was nice yeah uh, smaller yeah. plane so you didn't have to deal okay. with the, another person because i'm sure they wouldn't have been too happy but yeah i wanted to tell the guy like can you just wait like we just got our it? drinks like i don't know i assume so he turned around he's like i'm sorry i was like dirty look <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh, Buy me a drink. oh oh i you know i was thinking i'd pay good money to watch that entire you know just the blowing of the, i was not friendly and, after that but like, I, seriously I, no i we've all seen it here just the eye roll mm -hmm. that you gave that dude, I would like to see. <laughs> like, there's yeah. the, you had to give him the nastiest look after all that. Like, oh, I know. did. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. uh, very accepting of the apology. First of all, why are you losing <laughs> your wedding be? ring on a flight? Yeah. Why was it off? And it was, yeah. I was like, it's like your wedding ring's not going anywhere. It's still going to be on this plane. Like, let us right. finish the drinks just were like literally the lady was like at his row so like yeah. that's how fresh the, the drinks were full and he's like moving like frantically shaking everything Ugh. around i'm like oh my gosh just stop stop wedding rings are annoying yes. but you should be like me and just never wear one it's easy easy fix yeah, I, I lost mine. I lose mine er, early on mm. i lost a couple so really after that, couple. Like, yeah 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 i lost the first couple they're not expensive men's rings but bands but yeah how did you lose the them me. like did you take it off and then like miss take it off it yeah i'm not used to wearing jewelry okay. on my hand i would take it off and then i'd leave it somewhere or you know after a couple i'm just like what's the difference i'm not out here in these suburban streets looking you know there's no <laughs> pineapple come on i don't we don't need to do this <laughs> white rocks what <laughs> there's no sweet, white rocks sweet, on my references. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> referencing nice i uh, i suppose i should probably bring this up now now that there's a good time to do this a couple days have passed and so now i feel much better than i did uh say on saturday maybe to an extent on friday but uh my guy Shohei Otani, he's no longer mm -hmm. an angel. Now he's joining the LA Dodgers. 70 or $700 million over the course Ooh. of 10 years. Now he might defer some of that in terms of the Dodgers being a contender the next few years, whatever. Uh, but yes, uh, Shohei Otani has a new team, the Dodgers. And it was fun on Friday, us talking about uh, the kind of bait and switch that was happening in terms of Otani potentially being a Toronto Blue Jay. Uh, but no, he is a Dodger, made the announcement on Saturday. But who do I want to take to, to court and who do I want to put in jail, you might ask? How about mm -hmm. old school baseball writers reacting mm -hmm. to such news? Something we've talked about before, before in terms of Otani keeping this private. But then the latest bit of news from Ken Rosenthal. He says, quote, from the losing bidders, Cubs, Giants, most of all the Blue Jays will not want to hear this, but fans of teams in the game's smallest markets will want to hear it even less. But Otani's choice of the Dodgers, who play in the nation's second largest media market, only enhances his stature and that of the sport. Where was he playing before the Dodgers? In the same market. The market has two baseball teams. This changes nothing in terms of his overall popularity. The fact that old school baseball writers look at the Dodgers one way and the Angels differently because of market size or whatever, 
Fans don't care about this. They really don't. We've been hearing all these terrible things about, like, we're filling the void talking about Otani, and then we say stupid silliness. That one really grinded my gears so much. So, Rosenthal, <laughs> get in jail. I agree with him. You don't think it, it raises I – know, I know he's the best player in baseball, biggest superstar. I get that. You don't think it takes him to another level to play for the Dodgers? No, I don't. Oh, oh I, I, I do. He is one of those. Oh, he yeah. is one of those athletes. I think kind of transcends wherever he is. Like, not that the Dodgers aren't, you know, a prestigious baseball club. Sure, they are, but I don't know why Dodger Blue like puts him on a different stratosphere to me. Like, I think he's kind of transcending the game in a lot of ways. Where I don't know if it even matters where he. I mean, to an extent, it might. Like, if he were an Oakland A, then yes, that would be problematic. But. <laughs> you know, if it is any one of the prestigious ones, then I think it would have been fine. Like I, I think he kind because of he's going to be, the game but he's going to be in the playoffs. He's going to be in the playoffs. He's going to be a World Series okay. contender. And like for me, someone in the Midwest, he's going to be on my television more. I'm not paying for the baseball package because I don't stay up and and watch every game. I've got multiple local teams here, you know, and I can watch MLB Network, whatever. So I do think it changes things in that sense. But if you were like a Houston Astro, you know, they make the postseason all the time. Like, is that yeah. different? Yes. How so? I mean, from I think Dodgers it's more or from Angels? I mean, Dodgers, Astros. Like, is okay. there a difference between the two? I would argue no, because if you're talking about making the postseason, I think as long as he's, as he's playing for a contender, then that's fine. But I don't know if there's something inherent about being a Dodger that elevates him. I think, you know, the playoff part, sure, that's fine. But I think there are a lot of other ball mm -hmm. clubs that can do the same thing. I think there's a handful of teams, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. Those ones stand would you put out. Cubs in there? Do I don't know, maybe. Yeah, Cubs, second, Cubs would probably you know. make the end of the list. But yeah, storied franchises. And I still, even if Houston's been good recently, I wouldn't put them on that list. Wouldn't put the Rangers on that list. Ooh. I don't know. I, <laughs> I look at this. The, the thing is, the, the fact that yeah. we're, we're talking about the Angels like a small market franchise or whatever. No, they're not. Like, they're quite popular. I mean, in terms of attendance figures, they're always very high. Maybe it'll dip a little bit because Otani's but not, not to there. the rest yes, of the country. No. But not to the rest of the country. But that's all I'm saying. I mean. I don't think being in a Dodger uniform changes things for him. Like, we know who he is. We know what he's all about. We know all the cool things he does. Now it's a Dodger uniform. Like, I don't think the casual baseball fan necessarily cares about that. I think you do because you're there and you're much closer mm -hmm. to the situation. I think there are a lot of people that don't know all the cool things he does, that don't know some of the backstories about him, that don't know about him as a person. And I think that is going to change. And there's more Dodgers fans everywhere than Angels fans everywhere. Can mm -hmm. we agree on that? Just like Yankees fans are everywhere. I, I don't think there's – I mean, my dad's an Angels fan. I get where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's the fan you, base. You are not. Transcends like the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, what are you a fan of, Aaron? <laughs> you are not an Angels fan. The Blue anyway. Jays, the Mariners.
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the more I, th- I thought about that after that did not happen with the Blue Jays, there's no way baseball wanted that, right? Oh, no. Absolutely He not. did not want him up there. They didn't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they got involved, but Sad. I'm saying they did not want that to happen. He, he's just such a West Coast guy, you know, like it just makes so much sense on so many levels for him to be somewhere there. Like, I thought the Giants had a better, you know, possibility. Uh, but yeah, he, he couldn't have gone to Toronto. It would have been bad on so many fronts. This is Becky Well Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Jason Lockenfora with his perspective of week 14. That's right here on the Becky Well Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 